This podcast is legally defined by the FDA as a frozen dairy dessert. Don't worry about it. It's still ice cream in Italy and Argentina. This is Secret Ingredients with your hosts, Kausta Vedantam and Kate Eirik. Directly after final, I go to CVS, pick up a pint of half-baked ice cream, just go back to my dorm room and just eat it while crying. I mean, that's what the uh, cool kids call self-care, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, it is. Take a wellness day, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I do. I don't... All of my finals are during the actual testing week. Oh, like next week? Yeah, like next week. So I'm my not finals, sure... finals, like, tomorrow. One one of my finals is tomorrow. That sucks. Yeah, no. Very solid. Oh, it's so solid. Speaking of solid, ice cream, baby. Ice cream... Ice cream solid? Ice cream what, solid. What's it categorized as? It feels like, you know, you take a liquid. It so, feels like a foam. Uh, so actually, yes, yeah, scientifically, ice cream is a foam. Ooh, what's up? So no you got that pretty good. Uh, it's a foam. It's also an emulsion. It's got layers, baby. And not mm-hmm. just when you put a ribbon in it all the time. Always. It's layered. So I know you probably have a definition of ice cream. I have quite a few definitions of ice cream. Okay, can I hear your definitions? Okay, so ice cream, to me, the like traditional Parisian version had only uh, three ingredients. It was uh, uh, milk, cream, and eggs, I think. Maybe also butter. I'm not sure, but that's No how- sugar? In Paris, when they first invented it and like commercialized it for the general public, it was in 1660. So sugar was really expensive back then. Yeah, that makes so sense. So I'm pretty sure in 1660, this guy, the Sicilian Procopio, introduced a recipe blending milk, cream, butter, and eggs. Basically, it's an emulsion of milk, some sort of like fat aspect, and eggs. I'm guessing. So, uh, usually, it's made out of milk, cream, and sugar. And also, if you're making it French style or uh, as a frozen custard, which would that's make sense for... Eggs, that's baby. when you get the egg yolks up in there. Some things that some people might not consider ice creams normally, uh, gelato, technically, just by the definition that it contains dairy, it's just a particularly dense and smooth ice cream. Mm-hmm. And sherbets are also included in the realm of ice creams, although not legally. Mm. And by not legally, I mean that absolutely literally. Yeah. The the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, has extremely strict laws on what can be called ice cream and how. Yeah. I mean, like, that's in America, though, right? Yeah, in America. And there's actually other countries also have strict laws. As far as I can tell, they differ from country to country, and some don't have as strict of laws. Like, I found out that Argentina and Italy actually have pretty lax laws about what you can call ice cream. Uh, In America, though, ice cream is very strictly a frozen food made as an emulsion of milk products that is consistently mixed during freezing Mm -hmm. that must contain a total minimum of 10% milk fat and must weigh... At a minimum, 4.5 pounds per gallon. Okay. So what does 4.5 pounds per gallon just means like how dense it is, correct? Yeah. Yeah. That if it's lighter than that, then it's not dense enough, which according to other countries' laws, it's still an ice cream, but it's not a high quality ice cream. 
Ice creams, as I said, 10% milk fat, particular weight. French ice cream and frozen custards, in order to be called that legally, they also must contain 1.4% or more egg yolk solids. Mm -hmm. So that's where the egg comes in. There's also a sherbet, which legally has a milk fat content of 1% to 2%, and also has a higher density requirement than ice cream. It must weigh over 6 pounds instead of 4.5. There's also frozen yogurts, which is any frozen dairy dessert that is made from a fermented or cultured dairy product rather than a regular one and then any frozen dairy product made with you know yogurt yeah made with yogurt and then uh if your product doesn't fit the strict guidelines outlined for any of the above then you must refer to it as a frozen dairy dessert which if you've ever gotten like the super cheap like gallon of vanilla for like a party or whatever Mm -hmm. a lot of times those are the things that are labeled frozen Ah, dairy desserts interesting there's a lot of other things in like other cultures that are considered as ice creams that yes. would be categorized by American standards as frozen dairy desserts. So it's then weird. a kulfi would count as a, a quiescently frozen confection, uh, which is any frozen confection that is left to sit in the freezer instead of mixed while freezing because it just it just it just sits there. It's just sitting there. Yeah. So kind of like me, I'm quiescent. I'm also quiescent at this point in uh the, oh, the, at this like point in December I'm quiescent. Yeah, I know. I was quiescent for like six hours in the Bob's library last night. No, I'm I, I've been quiescent. <laughs> I stay quiescent. So a lot of people talk about this. What's the difference between a sherbet and a sorbet? Sorbets do not have dairy in them mm-hmm. legally. Yeah. If you go to other places, sometimes they do call sorbets with dairy in them. They still call them sorbets on occasion. But legally in the United States, a sorbet does not have dairy and a sherbet has 1% to 2% dairy. dairy. Yeah. Um, additionally, ices also don't have any dairy in them. And mm-hmm. the other one there is is a novelty. A novelty is a prepackaged frozen treat that comes individual serving, such as an ice cream sandwich or a Klondike bar. And you might be wondering, soft serves? Soft serves. Yeah. Talk, let's talk about soft serves, yo. Do you want to go into soft serves before the hard serves? What do you mean hard serves? That's just a normal ice cream. Okay. I, I'm mad about soft serves, yo. Okay. Great. Yo, um, my stuff, mm-hmm. you know, my, my shiznit is... The, like, Oreo milkshake with soft serve, vanilla soft serve in it? Yo. Yeah. That's mad good, bro. Like McFlurry kind of a deal? Yes. Yeah. But, like, any any milkshake that has ice cream and Oreos in it is better than any other milkshake. I mean, valid enough. Opinion. Like, it's just so good. Pretty sure my mom would agree with you on that oh, one. Yeah. Your mom's right. Yeah. Your so, mom's so right. soft serve is actually made very similarly to hard serve ice cream. Mm. It does have some differences. First of all, it's actually served at a higher temperature. It's only frozen down to 21 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 6 Celsius, whereas Mm. ice creams are down to 10 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 12 degrees Celsius. Mm. Um, They also contain less milk fat, and they get more air mixed into it on purpose. We're going to get to the air thing. But soft serve, uh, you know how like a really good vanilla soft serve is like that perfect white color right Mm -hmm. yeah 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 yeah. that that's actually gets that brilliant white color from the extra air that's added that because when you freeze an ice cream what causes it to be so creamy is the fact that it's actually made of tiny crystals that are so small your mouth can't detect them anymore and so the sensation that you get is a solid going into your mouth and then melting evenly um in a high quality soft serve because of the extra air and that crystalline formation and the uniformity of it uh, light gets reflected out from it 
in that perfect white color. Oh, okay. And in a lower quality soft serve, the more yellowish color that comes from the cream is actually able to come forward. Mm. And so it kind of gets that yellowish color to it. Additionally, the more air in soft serve means that the texture is going to be lighter and creamier because it actually doesn't fully crystallize all the way through like a hard serve does. No. So a soft serve differs in some key ways, but it is technically a kind of ice cream. It's just a softer ice cream. Exactly. In every way. That's why it's called soft serve. And something else that's interesting to me about soft serve is that it basically has to be made in a specialized machine. Mm. That because of the way that it keeps, in fact, they have to serve it directly out of the mixer and you can Mm. only mix it so much, right? So each bit of soft serve ice cream is like specifically made for that cone, you know, and if you have extra at the end of the day, you need to get rid of it all. It won't keep, uh, which is why also you can only buy soft serve at like restaurants. Mm. All right. Okay. All right. So how do you make hard serve? Yeah. So... I do it the um, French way. Okay. Because I worked in a French restaurant and we made custards all the time. I helped chef out with making like lemon tarts and stuff. So custards are easier to me than, you know, the other stuff. <laughs> I'm going to take just an example. And this is something that you told me you wanted to know. How to make pista kofi. Mm-hmm. Um, so pista kofi, for those of you guys don't that don't know... It's an Indian ice cream, um, and Indian ice creams typically are just, like, left to rest and, like, poured into molds. They just freeze. They're not, like, a typical Parisian or, like, American-defined ice cream. But the way I do it, because I worked in a French restaurant and I did not learn the Indian way, I sort of just take the flavors of the pista kofi ice cream and incorporate it into like an American way of making. So, Or a French way of making, more particularly. Yeah, that, a French way of making. So basically I make a custard that's flavored with green cardamom pods, saffron, and pistachios. I use milk and cream in my ice cream custard base. I blend the pistachios up with the milk, and then I pour it into the pot that I'm simmering the cream in, and then I add add in the green cardamom pods and some saffron and I add a little bit of sugar and a little bit of um, high fructose corn syrup because that makes it a little bit smoother too. I let that simmer and I let it come up a little bit and once it's all dissolved I let it cool down and then I start adding it to my egg yolks very slowly to temper it make sure that I don't scramble my eggs. Once all the egg yolks are incorporated safely without being scrambled into the mixture. I bring that whole custard now up to temperature, which is around 170 degrees. You pass the food safety test. Obviously, bro. You you know, yo, my chef, my chef would literally kill me if I didn't. Like, so bring it up to 170 degrees, get rid of any bacteria. And then after that, you know, you just like let it cool off. And then if you have an ice cream machine, you know, you put it in the ice cream machine after it's super cold and then the ice cream machine will churn it while chilling it, which is that process of like simultaneously freezing it, creating ice crystals and then breaking those ice crystals into smaller ones. Then you take it out of the ice cream machine and put it in a container and I believe ice cream stored at like negative 10 degrees or something will store for like a week. And then negative 20 is like either 10 weeks or 14 weeks or something like that. That's so know. many weeks. Yeah, no. But 
very, very few freezers will go that low. So you need to get like an industrial freezer. Um, otherwise, just like, you know, make a small batch of ice cream for, you know, your, your family, whatever. Keep it small so that you can definitely finish it within the like three days before the recrystallization occurs or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, no, but that's that's how you make ice cream. And that's how I make pistol Kofi ice cream. Use real pistachios, saffron, and ground cardamom, and that's it. So first of all, you did explain some of the physics behind the way ice cream works as you described how you make it, which mm. I do appreciate. Thank the you. mixing and, like, at the beginning to cook it, you got all of that perfect, and I'm very proud of you. Thank you. The churning is actually slightly different than how mm. you described it. The first thing, the consistency when you make it in an ice cream maker, uh, all the sources that I found said thinly whipped cream is about where you want to get it to. Does that sound right to you? Before you put it into the ice cream machine? Like after the ice cream machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, great. Yes. Okay. So that was not wrong. Thank Mm -hmm. you, chef. Yeah. Although the thing is that I wanted to talk about is Mm -hmm. the ice crystals themselves. Mm -hmm. That You let me know that it was because the ice crystals, you were breaking them up. Mm -hmm. Uh, What you're actually doing is you're preventing them from clumping at all in the first place. Mm -hmm. That while it freezes, it begins to crystallize that whole time. And when any water freezes, which cream and milk has a lot of water in it, it will begin to crystallize, right? It makes that formation because of the structure of water. Well, when you are taking those crystals and you mix them around, you're keeping them from clumping together to make a big crystal formation like Mm -hmm. an ice cube. And that whole process is called propagation. And those smaller ice crystals will actually help freeze the liquid around them as well, which is why it doesn't need to be like a perfect mix either. But Mm -hmm. a perfect mix is nice because of something called overrun. So while you churn ice cream, Mm -hmm. you're not only crystallizing it, you're also aerating it. So you're taking air from the environment and you're putting it into the mixture. By how much that uh, volume increases is called the overrun. And in cheap ice creams, overrun can be as high as 100%, which Mm. means that the volume doubles because of how much air you've added to it. Now, the same volume of that cheap ice cream can have a lot less ice cream than high quality creams, right? So a premium ice cream has an overrun of about 25%, and the same goes for gelato. And a high overrun just means that the product's going to be a lot less creamy, a lot less ice cream actually getting to you. It's going to melt faster, and it's going to crystallize more under storage. Mm. Overrun is actually also how the U.S. government defines ice cream quality. The required overrun is the legal limit of overrun in ice cream, which is set by weight, which is what I mentioned before. If it's under, it means you mixed in too much air, and it's too low quality of a product to be considered ice cream. Mm. The heavier it is, the higher quality designation it will be allowed by the FDA. And the qualities range from economy, which means that it just meets the requirements, Mm -hmm. up to super premium, which is where it has an extremely low overrun, a very high fat content, and uses only the most premium ingredients. Interesting. This has been Secret Ingredients, a WNYR production. So this is the first part of an unforeseen two-parter about ice cream. We will be giving you the second part of the series coming up this next Sunday. And Ice Cream Part 2 is also going to be the very last episode of Season 1. Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back next week when we add another ingredient to the list.